Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a weekly podcast. Oh, no, I've forgotten. Was that right? Finish your sentence. Finish your sentence. Okay, I'll start again. I'll start. No. Hello. Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a weekly podcast where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons and how we can put it into our role-playing campaigns. Sure. Nailed it. Done. That's not what it is. I got it wrong. <laughs> no, it, you, it was a variation which used the same sort of words Roughly in the same order. No, okay. no one could tell any difference. <laughs> Unless someone's binged a load of them and they've gone, wait a minute, <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. How, hello, uh, is Hamilton here? Uh, speaking to the other voice you hear <laughs> is, hello, it's Hamilton here, talking for the Rylers. And, and we have here with me is Fiona. Hello, uh, Fiona, hello, can you hear gosh. me? Hello, yes, gosh, blimey. Isn't it? Isn't it? It is. I just think of those um, yeah, Armstrong and Miller pilots. They're like, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? Shocking. Terrible. Yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> and here we are, looking here over are. the fields. It's looking lovely. Anyway. How are you doing, Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, obviously. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. Coming out of the COVID. <laughs> Slowly but surely, sort of ambling yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Fiona? How are you? I'm doing very well. I had a very frustrating day at work where people oh. weren't people weren't prepped for their voiceover powerpoints. Um, oh, for goodness sake! Bastards. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, I don't have a script for my voiceover powerpoint, but it's only a couple of slides long. You're like, okay, great. I have mm. ten of these things. I'm like, okay. Do you know what you're going to say in them roughly? Oh, I'll be all right. And then you're like, okay. And then they're like, I also don't know how to use voiceover powerpoint. Right. So that was um, five hours of my life today. Sorting them out, doing yeah, it. So that is not fun. Even yeah. thinking about it is making me very, very angry and tired. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Very angry and very, I don't know, like out for blood, which is perfect. <laughs> hey, Segway Queen. <laughs> so Hamilton, what are we talking about today? What is our topic for DM's book club? We're talking about the class, the unofficial class, but is available on D&D Beyond, Blood Hunters, mm-hmm. made by the one and only eminentable Matt Mercer. Mm-hmm. And as I told you when we were thinking about doing this, I lied, it wasn't the first class I played, but it was the first character I played second class. Ooh. So I started, that I played when I came back to D&D in the, in the 2017s. I started off with a ranger who was a werewolf, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And I was playing it and I was like, this isn't working for me. Because like <laughs> a shifter, who was a shifter, basically. It was a right. shifter who shifted into like oh, the wolf style sort shifter. Of, yeah, the, the half form sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there was a ranger. And then I was like, mm, this isn't really kind of like what I wanted. And then and then I went deeper into this and saw the blood hunter with the order of the lichen. I was like... That's what I want. That's what I want. Because I want more like control over it. And so I made them a human who was an Order of the Lycan Blood Hunter. So I swapped them out after a couple of games. So it technically wasn't the first class, but it was still the first character who I played for, for in my in the campaign. So yeah, that's what we're talking about. I like them. <laughs> already is like too long didn't listen i like them yes yeah i think it's interesting because i have heard of blood hunters before obviously you know had mm. them on D beyond um i remember watching critical role again we've talked mm-hmm. about it before in this podcast we're very big fans of critical role separately mm. before uh, obviously doing this podcast it's one of those things where we know that matt mercer has done homebrew stuff before and it's on dm's mm. guild as well you can check out all the mm. other things he's got on there but yeah. it's interesting because he had the blood hunter and then has made this class i'm just reading what he wrote about it. it's his first homebrew class from way back before mm. all this and then he sort of 
sort of designed it or sort of changed it up or updated it for yeah. a one shot he did with the one, the only Vin Diesel, who we all mm-hmm. know is like, I always think of him as the first celebrity actor who was like, I like D&D and it's cool. And we're like, oh, well, it's like it, was, it, it's, it must be cool then. Because like, yeah. it's Vin Diesel that's playing it's it. Vin you know? Diesel, it's Triple X. It's, it's Triple uh, X, it's uh, Riddick. Uh, Riddick, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, and he's a super cool guy who yeah. you just don't mess with, right? Because if, if he likes D&D, then yeah. that's a cool thing, right? That, that's yeah. when, I, when I first thought, I was like, wait, other people play D&D that are like on the screen and like super charismatic and, you know, yeah. all that sort of thing. So anyway. Point of the story is that Matt Mercer ran a one shot for Vin Diesel, sort of, which was promoting his film, The Last Witch Hunter. Now, Hamilton, have you watched The Last Witch Hunter at all? Haven't, but I do know that The Last Witch Hunter was written originally based off Vin Diesel's actual D&D character that he yeah. played in a homebrew setting with the writer of that movie. Yeah. It's uh, and that's so it's kind of cyclical <laughs> in its, its own way. You know what? And I would say to anyone who's not sure about if you're not like a big fan of Vin Diesel's work anyway, mm. watch The Last Witch Hunter because it's so funny. Oh, is <laughs> like, it? It's okay. very, it's very, you know, it's very like I, uh, you know, Van Helsing. He's got all those vibes of like I'm a monstrous witch hunter. I, you know, the blade stuff, all that sort of thing. But Vin yeah. Diesel is genuinely quite charming, clearly because he's like, this is my element. I'm being really fucking cool. Yeah, and. I yeah. really enjoy it. I get it. to play as my D&D character in a movie. I mean, right. who doesn't want to do who that? Who doesn't exactly. want to do that? I think it's still on Netflix. Uh, so I do recommend checking out. Okay. It's, it is quite oh, a laugh. Oh, I will watch it. I enjoy okay. I had a great time watching it a couple of years ago. And I, I, as soon as I remembered it, I was like, that's cool. What was great, though, was that when he was preparing for this one shot, Matt Mercer only had the context for this character uh, in this sort of promotional one shot from watching the trailer <laughs> and then sort of updated his class to match yeah. this. So I thought that was quite fun. The idea was like, I need to create something. I'm just going to watch a trailer and come up with stuff. Figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah, right. And that means that you can get inspiration. You don't have to be lofty, like, oh, I read several books or whatever, or I went to an art museum. I watched a trailer with this person in (laughs) and then based it on there. To be fair, I think that could be quite a fun game to play. Let's watch watch a trailer and see if we can build something based off the character in a trailer. You put a genre like rom-com trailer 2022. Yes. And then the first character on, you're like, who is this person? Write the character. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. I am so up for that. That would be a great DMs book club. Like, okay, I want you to watch this trailer. You have 30 minutes from watching the trailer to create a class of some sort. Yeah, exactly. Love it. You can still watch that one shot as well. It's called D and Diesel. (laughs) If you Google that on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube and I think Geek and Sundry still. Remember those days? Uh, Geek and Sundry. So this is unofficial material. It says Mm. that at the top of D&D Beyond. And one thing I want to quickly point out before we go diving into the class features, you've already mentioned the Order of the Lycan and all that sort of Mm. thing. All great stuff. I have a little bit of a, a niggle with it, and it's such a small thing, right? Yeah. So it's unofficial material, right? And so there's no support for it. And, you know, if it you know it is thing, but you can still make characters based on this class through D and D Beyond sort of thing. However, we have had so much unearthed arcana recently. Obviously, we did an episode on the Heroes of Kryn mm. that just came out. Uh, there was stuff on the Dragonborn, Gothic lineages, Folk of the Feywild, but they deliberately said D and D Beyond. And I know that I do know they're separate entities, D&D Beyond and Wizards of the Coast. I do know that. Yeah. But it feels like if you get you know, a PDF of this stuff and then you're like, okay, now go away and, oh, you can't create it in D&D Beyond. Yeah. They don't support it anymore. They took away that ability to create stuff. And it's yeah. like, well, I'm never going to test it out on, online. You know, how am I going to check these things work or anything like that? And mm. I know it's a lot of 
work maybe to, to if you're constantly getting unearthed arcana but the fact this is un, unofficial material that's maybe not play tested to an extent i don't know you know it does yeah. feel a bit I feel unfair. like blood hunters that yeah i feel it's the sort of halfway house and i think my thinking behind it and this isn't i have no actual factual basis for anything i'm going to say but my theory is that D beyond was closerly related to critical role than wizards of the coast mm-hmm. were because they were the biggest and first supporters of Critical Role. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always by D and D Beyond, and they were and they were like their main supporter all the way through campaign two, basically, mm-hmm. and pretty much mm-hmm. the end of campaign one. I can't remember exactly, but particularly when they went on their own, they were their first big sponsor. So I feel mm-hmm. there was a big connection between the two of them, and I think this was part of that mm-hmm. that sort of relationship, and that's why I think this sort of stays as a separate thing, and they have the Critical Role content button don't they so i think there was i think that's why it's happened yeah you can still homebrew everything so if you want to put any of the unearthed arcana people are doing it as well like people Mm. are making it on if you go to dnd beyond and allow homebrew content you probably can find most of the things that are unearthed Mm. arcana because someone someone will have time time to do it (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly So it is there. It is a shame because I used to like the ability to click that on Arcana and just see, and then you can put them in. And I think it's a bit of a shame, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I it, think it, the, the it thing is, is, it feels right. like D&D Beyond, as we've said before, probably just needs to be bought by Wizards of the Coast or vice versa, or just become so much more integrated that it would be, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much as well. But yeah, as you said, if you want to create a Blood Hunter, there is you toggle it on in the yeah. D&D Beyond character creator. So yeah. you, you can do this. So if you want to follow along at home as we t- talk about these things, make sure you do that. Otherwise, you won't yeah. see any of this stuff. So, Hamilton, we've gone through all, all of this. Yeah. What is a Blood Hunter? <laughs> what is a Blood Hunter? In my basic terms, as I said to you before, I think it's the Ranger Barbarian that you've always wanted, basically. <laughs> it's so... it's It's like... It's the best... It's a better mm-hmm. ranger, but it's it's a very much a frontline. You're definitely a frontline fighter. You mm-hmm. are because I went from, as I said, from a ranger as the shifter ranger to a human blood hunter lichen. I then realized that oh wow, I can take so much damage. I basically got a rage feature, mm-hmm. and I can do so many hits, and I can do two weapon attack, and I can like do curses and some spells that actually are quite warlocky in some ways, mm. which are really cool. Like some hex like things and Hunter's Bane mm. is very much like Hunter's Mark and stuff like that. So you're like getting all these, you're getting both this sort of magical benefit as well as this, like I can stand at the front mm-hmm. and take damage. Mm-hmm. And they're actually, I think they're really cool. You do a lot of damage to yourself. You have to take a lot of, you have to take yes. a lot of damage to yourself. So you're sort of very sacrificial, but even then, even if you don't use them that much, because they're not, they're really good when you get higher levels, the the sort of mm. the, the other little things. But yeah, that's what that's that's the simple way of putting it is you you ragey ranger. You ragey ranger. That's a yeah. quote. Then you can put that on a CV yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want. Yes, they, to me they are this sort of creature that they they want to make a difference in the world, but they use sort of dark means to do it. And it comes from this. Mm. You sort of sort of gone around the subject a little bit, but the the sort of the oh, hemocraft, yeah. the sort of blood yes. magic, which is always mm. inherent in anything that's slightly uh, dubious, which I love. Yes. Um, yeah, you've always I, got to. I remember that. Do you ever read the Black Magician trilogy by mm-hmm. Trudy Caravan? Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's all about the bloodstones and stuff. Exactly. Like that. 
exactly. Yeah. 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 So anything like that, you it's always slightly dubious. And there's also like, we don't talk about blood magic, you know, yes. so there's always like, because it's, it is like the forbidden magic. But yeah, this idea that they, that these orders have, have mm. mastered these techniques to use it and to do so you can use spell effects or use the extra damage you get from this magic to, you yeah. know, against the evils and sort of just like fight the good fight, protect people. That is what it's sort of yeah. initially for is that like you are good or neutral and you're winding up. Yeah, it's protect the realms from the shadows, even as they remain evident against being drawn into the darkness that consumes the monsters they hunt. So they, it's very much inspired by the Witcher. Witcher. So that sort of feeling <laughs> of like the Witcher becomes the monster in order to fight the monster and using dark and twisted magics for the good of the people. And, yeah. you're, and you're sacrificing yourself. It's very much that sacrificial sense, isn't it? Yeah. Of like, I put myself through struggle and pain and torment mm. for the benefit of humanity. The thing that I was reading through here when it's talking about it, this idea that, you know, they go for rituals so, so that mm. they are physically changed in some way, uh, yeah. depending on the order they go to. Like you said, the hemocraft itself, it's superstitious. So you people you know, are suspicious of you. So again, that's sort of mm. again, very Witcher-like. They're like, thank you, Witcher, now get out of the town. I yeah. think for this... I was thinking like, okay, you've got a party. And I know like we know Critical Role has had a couple of blood hunters in there, whether yeah. NPCs or main characters. So again, no spoilers if you're not caught up or anything like that. But you know, they, it happens throughout all the campaigns. Yeah. I feel this class would be perfect if you're doing a one-on-one session with somebody, just one-on-one oh, one yeah. shot. I like the idea that you could have, hey, all four of you or five of you are blood hunters, mm. but then I'd be like, mm, but they can't all be different blood hunters. Because I don't know if it would make sense in the, the order of stuff, perhaps, because then there may be rivalries and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. That's just for me. I Because, you know, we talked about it before, that idea of like a one shot full of bards or one shot full of rogues. And mm. you can have lots of different ones. I feel here, just because of the way the the orders, the subclasses, the archetypes are, are very different, mm. but they're very sort of like, I'm an orphan. I, I have a Batman complex in a way. So why would they come together? Unless you had a really good reason to have it's, it's about the one shot rather than about the team. When I had it, I had my terrible backstory <laughs> that I came up with. It was like my character, like I made my character quite an older character, like was in their late 40s, early 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. And so they'd like had a life beforehand. Yes. And they sort of like were part of like a hunter's guild and they went on a mission that was all a bit dodgy. And then next minute they woke up, blood was everywhere and they were all like, and they they could turn into a, like a, a, into a werewolf. So like, you know, and it was something, there was some sort of secret society that was sort of like mm. up to no good and testing things up very much. Basically, well, Wolverine, okay, because that's what the story is. It's the Wolverine story. Mm -hmm. And so then what I played it was the Wolverine way of being in the party, which is like someone who's been alone for a long time and being very like, you know, as you said, that sort of lone, the lone wolf. Yeah. Yeah. He's other guy. I mean, like, come on, it was my first character. I was being very much on the nose. That's all right. That's all right. uh, And so, and then, um, but then that sort of like throughout the campaign, like starting to need to help other people and mm-hmm. people but being a part of a team and then sort of learning that was a sort of journey of my mm-hmm. character if that makes sense sort yeah. of thing. so you think you can play that way yeah I mean that's a very on the nose way to do it but that is the way I did but it I guess there's no there's no harm in it I think it's just making sure that because I, I think people will be when you when we talk about it I think people will be like mm. oh I really want to play this and I'm like yeah mm. but 
I don't know, like it, like this, there's something about a blood hunter where I'm like, for me, it'd be like a particular setting, a particular yeah. kind of one shot, and a particular type yeah. of character, uh, yeah. which we could make amazing stories from. Like, I think if you're having like, hey, it's our first time, we're all in the Fey Wild, we've got Gary with us, and Gary's mm-hmm. at the back, like, <laughs> like yeah. I hate everything. It's like, okay, Gary. <laughs> yeah, but you can always, yeah, but you, you can, <laughs> but I think Gary could be a great addition to any party. I think, no, I think even then, even if you're playing like an urban setting, I think. Mm. You could play them as like, yeah. I think you could have them as like a witch hunter in like a in like a vamp, like a curse of Strahd. They'd be perfect, They'd be perfect in, in a curse of Strahd game, absolutely. And I like mean, I was thinking yeah. of, um, if you've ever read like uh, Dresden Files, the idea of, of of an investigator of some sort. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. A one person show with a blood hunter would be a really so, great arc. I think it would be a cool. really cool way to do it. I think yeah. you, you could just play your the Witcher of your dreams. I think and that idea yeah. that you do the monster of the week stuff and all that sort of things. That I just just thought. Yeah. That that would be quite cool if you were if people were unsure about oh, I'm not sure about doing a one on one, you know if it's a one person who really wants to play you're like why don't yeah. we try this and try yeah. something different so. Going on to creating a blood hunter now I always yes. quite like D and D books do this in general but it's like why do you want to be a blood hunter and I think mm-hmm. there's some great questions here that it asks yeah. you as a player. So it talks about the first thing it says, like you were driven to this lifestyle. Think about why you were driven to this lifestyle and why you strive Mm. to give everything up to dwell in darkness and the evil that hunts you. So because you have to have a big reason. Mm. Was it something that you did on purpose or was it an accident thing? You know, like Mm. like lycanthropy in general can can be an accident thing or you could have deliberately been inflicted with it. Do you seek a sense of purpose and security which you found amongst the order that has taken you in? Or have they just picked you up in general or, you know, you you shunned their ways and you, like you said, it's a secret society that's gone bad gone rotten in some way and now you it's not what you want and stuff like that i remember when we looked at the heroes of crin that idea was like well i came for the food but i stayed because i liked <laughs> i liked what they were doing so it could be something like that where you were just sort of found and you just well yeah. they had a good roast dinner on a sunday and then yeah. like they just talked about mutagents and i'm like ah i'd like to try I'll this give it out. a go <laughs> i'll give it a it's go. very terry pratchett so like the order of the secret brotherhood or something like that yeah oh i was at the wrong i was at the wrong meeting but I like, oh i'm supposed to go down this one i meant yeah, to be yeah. in the brotherhood of the secret order or something like that and then yeah yeah the great one here is like were you once a holy warrior that who strayed from the faith and then was cast mm. out even as you yearn to give yourself over to the cause of protecting innocence so again the idea mm. of a fallen paladin or a fallen holy night in some way mm. again I, that obviously idea of a, a fallen angel walking in shadow and darkness is a very cool imagery in general do you respect and fear the ancient power that surges within your veins yeah. embracing the gifts and using them freely so that idea that again did this happen to you and you just you can't control it or you like or is it something that you're like embraced with i always think the trope is like oh, it's an unwanted curse i hate it but i like the idea that you've deliberately done this and you you had that confidence because it's just it's so different when you play a character like that just like i've done this i know what to do even if the consequences are unsettling i guess yeah are you worried that this power eventually turn you into one of the monsters you hunt you know it's that classic one isn't it it's no, they're really they are really great it does even say like though most blood hunters follow the path of good and mentality in their pursuits some have fallen to the dark seductive side of hemograph these blood hunters use their abilities for selfish and evil purposes often leading to their expulsion from the orders that train them however 
you can play your evil one, <laughs> can't yeah. you? Yeah. You could as well. I love those. I think they're all really great and they do give you a lot to think about. And it does make you just really start questioning the sort of the magical quality of it. That sort of mm. warlock patrony, as I said, there's a sort of warlock hint to them, which is this sort of, a, you know, you've taken up, made a pact but with an order that has mm. given you this. So instead of it being like a, an individual, it's like a group that you've joined that mm. gives you this power. You could have like a whole thing, like if you did do something wrong, like you can't get access to your mutagens or something like that, or you can't Ooh. get access to, you know, like all your powers are yeah. sort of taken away from you. So you could do that sort of, which is again, like a warlock thing that that's people play a lot, which is the warlock's patron gets angry with them and takes away their mm. power or, or a cleric or a paladin lose their power if they go wayward. So you could play sort of those sort of storylines as well. Yeah, that certain cool. things are kept from them that's, mm help you keep it in check or yeah, yeah. oh that would yeah. be a really interesting role play thing like you, you're so confident you keep using all the stuff up and then suddenly you can't change anymore or, yeah. you, or you change all the time um, yes. yeah I like that looking at the the quick build as, as well yeah it talks about you know highest ability scores strength mm. or dexterity depending on what you want to focus uh, yeah. this is the interesting thing i didn't really think about with blood hunters because again a lot of the imagery we see uh in the document is you know somebody with a sword and whatnot it does talk about archery yeah. throughout i love that idea like you said you did a ranger mm. blood hunter type thing i i'm like actually that would be quite cool to have somebody who is you know about the blood but is fighting from range rather than yeah you going can in. set fire to your your arrows and arrows stuff. Yeah, so cool. No, it's really cool. Because I started very range, range ranger. <laughs> range ranger. And then I swapped it over when I moved to this and went, because I realized very quickly that, oh my gosh, this is such a good melee mm. combat character that I then did switch to two-handed fighting, but mm. uh, two-weapon fighting. But yeah, no, it, it, it can be really good if you want to play that. It's just that we were in a dungeon, so what's the point of being ranged? Yeah, it's, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? But I would love to yeah. I would love to see more of that, actually. And I think mm. if I was going to play this, I would try the archery sort of build mm. and see see what that does. But yeah. I, I agree, like it, the, the temptation is to go, oh, fuck it, <laughs> and go in. Well, it just because it, it depends really on what one you choose, really. But I think they they just because of that sort of rage feature, you, you kind of mm. want to be a tank. And we didn't have a tank basically right, right. in our in our party, so like it just made sense to, to do yeah. that. The next highest score is either intelligence, uh, which is like the, your basic modifier for Hemocraft. It does say mm. later on that you can you can choose it between intelligence or mm. wisdom, uh, yeah. or constitution if you want the extra hit points. Which again, we'll, as yeah. we'll come to it, is quite useful. And then it says you should choose the soldier or urchin background. So it's like, yeah, you have no friends, <laughs> you, yeah, the loader, <laughs> no family, and also you're a soldier. So something bad happened to you. It was very yeah. violent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that made me chuckle quite a bit. I was like, yep, this is edge lord it up. More Edge Lord, done. Yeah. There you go. Little box there. Obviously, that's just the quick build. You can do whatever you want with your Blood Hunter. But I just, I just thought that was quite interesting. It's like it knows what it wants. It's like it's this. <laughs> don't, don't mm. deviate from that. Before we go on to the actual sort of like the the actual features and stuff, it does talk about multiclassing, which again I thought was quite interesting because we've not really talked about multiclassing for the other ones in great detail. Sometimes you have this sort of thing about sort of ability score minimum, which you have here, but it talks about multiclassing specifically with Warlocks. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because reading the paragraph, I was like, this sounds way too complicated. And I yeah. know multiclass, it's not complicated if you just, you know, just go for it and try Just it go out. through the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it is, it's because you get the warlock spells and levels, don't you? So it's just trying to help you figure out how many warlock spells you should get because it makes it complicated. But that's the thing, as I said, it, it has a warlock feel. It has, it's just a little mm. bit of, it's a little bit of edginess. 
from everywhere. Just yeah. needs a little bit of rogue in there, and it'd be sorted. If they yeah. got this, got cunning action, be the best. It'd be the best. It'd definitely be the best. <laughs> I'd use it all the time. Oh no, literally. Like I would just, I would just homebrew this that you don't get, don't get Hunter's Bay, and you just get cunning action or something like that. That'd be so much better. You took that out and put that in. That'd be so much better. That is so much better. Okay, I'll, I'll believe you on that. It's, it's that sounds way OP. <laughs> it's like, it would be bonus action. Dash. Yeah, dodge. Bonus action. Yeah, but you can only. Yeah, but you can't. Bon- yeah, but your I bonus do. actions are the blood maledicts as well. So you've got to be like. You've got okay. To okay. That, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I think it's fine. I think it's fair. I think, I think it it's works. fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. Hit points wise, it's a D10 for yep. hit die. We love a good D10. Double figures. Yep. Proficiencies. All the usual stuff. Uh, yeah. Proficiency in tools, alchemist supplies, which is like well, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and I was like, very good. And yet, nothing else in the ordinary for the equipment either. So no. yeah, it's again, it starts off like I guess if you were just re- again, I know these are also sort of flavoursome <laughs> things anyway. And then picking the stuff out, like choose three skills rather than two mm. yeah. for those proficiencies. But again, it's enough to I think from that range of skills as well. Like it goes from all yeah. the way from acrobatics all the way to survival. Religions in there as well. So if you want to make a purely sort of like yeah. that would be quite cool, like sort of religious background to it. So yeah, I think there's a lot going on with the uh, a lot a lot yeah. to do with the proficiencies, which is quite fun. What was I going to say is the thing with the equipment though, yes. and this is one thing I thought was that you get studded leather armor or scale mar armor. So mm-hmm. when I said about them being barbarian esque, mm. is that you also get high ACs from armor, particularly mm. as well. So you can get yourself to a very high AC. I know barbarians get high AC from just not wearing any armor as yeah. well, but you do you get that benefit as I don't know. It's kind of incredible. Credible. That's all I'd say. And then yeah. it does sort of stack quite a lot as well. Mm. So I don't know. They are OP in that sense. It's that idea of a witcher hunter yeah. type thing. They're all ready prepared. They're, you know, they're going up against yeah. things that are going to hit and hurt, and they're going to yeah. be like, "Fuck!" Yes. As they get hit against the wall. So exactly. yeah, it totally makes sense in that respect. But yeah, it, it, it is interesting that they have yeah. high AC, and then as we'll go on to this idea of yeah. a hemocraft, where they take mm. the, you know take away hit points as well. Yeah. So. So let's go on then to okay. the class features then. So we kind of mentioned this at the beginning. So this idea of the Hunter's Bane at level one, this, yeah. you, you've survived it. Good job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, in, I was saying like, get rid of it. You can't obviously get rid of it because it's the fundamental <laughs> to the actual whole thing. So when you've got this is how it gives you your ability to understand and use these um, these Hemocraft abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's also what you use as your you know, your save DC when you start doing any of your features is using yeah. this. So essentially, it's their version of spellcasting. Exactly. Because that innate spellcasting is just under a different name. I think you could change it to be like, I know it's called Hunter's Bane. As you said, it's like a, oh, it's a cool thing. I think you could easily just have it as a background thing. Like, yeah, you know, it's exactly. a, a feature. You went under, you went this thing and you just, because yeah. you get advantages on uh, survival checks to track certain types of creature yes. as well as intelligent checks to recall the information which makes yeah. sense that could easily be a part of a background thing mm. and then yeah the hemocraft stuff it's again it's, it's just a, it's a spell yeah. save you know it's your proficiency exactly. plus eight plus your hemocraft modifier which is your choice between mm. intelligence or wisdom yeah it's just it comes up later on so they just give you your they give it to you now it's at like the beginning. read like, this this is important yeah. for later yeah. on yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you get blood maledict now you gain the ability to channel or sometimes sacrifice part of your vital essence to curse and manipulate creatures through hemocraft magic. Mm-hmm. You know one blood cost of your choice detailed in the blood curses section, and you get one more 6th, 10th, 14th, and 18th. Up to five and in total. Exactly. And you can replace them 
each time you use this, you choose which curse to invoke from the curses you know while invoking it. But before it affects the target, you can choose to amplify the curse by taking yes. necrotic damage equal to one roll of your Hemocraft dice. So that is... Uh, that's given later on, isn't it? It's, it's given, it's geared. I've got the table essentially. So yeah, yes. Hemocraft dice. It's a, it's it. like it, yeah. it goes up, goes up all the way up to one d ten. Oh, a yeah. d ten, sorry. And yeah, you would roll it to get that damage. So I love the idea that you you can just do it at the base level, not take any damage. But if you're really going to control it, you have to sacrifice a bit of yourself and take exactly. that damage in some way. I, oh, it's such a, it's, it's a, again, which is really cool. But yeah. yeah, which is cool. It's dangerous as well. And as we know so from dangerous. spoilers from Critical Role mm-hmm. season two, but that's basically how Molly dies is because yeah. he uses his blood curse and then loses too many hit points. Like It's kind yeah. of silly it's in like, some ways. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> You don't actually need to amplify it. You can just no. do the, the damage. So it's probably worth talking about what those blood curses are. You also get uh, to use one per short rest or long rest, obviously, when you're at level one. And then it's twice at six, three times at 13th, and four times at 17th. Yeah. Level, so. so the idea that you could have use this four times and have up to five well, well yeah. you would know five of them by the by the end of you getting to tier four. And we'll go into them. They are very, very interesting, like all the different ones you can do. The interesting thing is that it says creatures that do not have blood are immune to blood curses unless you have amplified the curse. So yes. I think that's really interesting because obviously you are manipulating that blood. It feels very much yeah. like full metal alchemist, the idea you're doing yeah. that transference, but it does only affect yeah. certain things. And you the more you give, the more chance yeah. you are to change that reality. Exactly. So I, I was feeling all of that when I was reading this. I was like, no, it's very, very cool, cool, actually. I, I did. I, not- I had noticed that before. <laughs> I probably got away with that a few times, but that's good. <laughs> So the blood curses they have are pretty cool. So you get blood curse of the anxious, which is... That feels like me all the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just basically get the ability to choose any creature within 30 feet of you, and you will then have uh, charisma checks for intimidation made Mm -hmm. against the creature. You have advantage on those. Or... If you amplify it, you then also get the next, next wisdom saving throw the cursed creature makes before this cursor ends has disadvantage as well. So that, so. That's, it, it might not seem like much, but I think as a debuffer yeah. or as a way to yeah. sort of turn the tide, it yeah. can really, because you, you, if you know like, oh, someone's going next with a spell that relies on wisdom, then mm. you're going to be like, okay, do this. It, again, maybe a little bit meta perhaps, but I like quite like the idea that you are going to unsettle yeah. them in some it's like way. Yeah, my yeah, mind sliver is a classic one that our in our curse of Strada wizard always used because it was like, yeah, that gives a disadvantage on the next the next ability save. It's like a good one, and I think these blood curses are definitely more debuffs than they are and than the others that, mm-hmm. that we come on to later. Yes. Um, so these are kind of fun. So the binding, you know, you can strength saving throw and you can reduce their speed to zero until you have reactions which is Mm -hmm. cool and that's for one turn or you can amplify it for one minute yeah and that's on any creature regardless of size yeah for that amplifying one it's pretty good do that to a ancient dragon (laughs) i know it can legendary resist but once it's used them up yeah i get yeah it could be yeah anything that's big you'd be like uh no you can't go anywhere yeah or stop them in the middle yeah i like that i really like the blood curse of bloated agony uh (laughs) this idea that you cause your bonus action you cause them to swell to the end of your next turn so i'm thinking proper violet beauregard from charlie and the chocolate 
factory. She's just getting bigger. Uh, yeah, and it's pain. Exactly. I just, I just like that. You're like, you'll get too big. <laughs> and they don't burst. Unfortunately, yeah. they go back to normal size. But I quite, yeah. I just thought it was like, oh, it's a quite. A ho- it could be very body horror sort of thing. So that's the. That's mm. I just quite like the, the flavor of that one. And yeah, they get disadvantage on strength checks and dexterity checks and get one d eight if it takes more than one attack in its turn. So I like that. That it's. It's uh, it makes more than one attack. So it just it's just taking its time. It's like oh, mm. too full, too big. Yeah, like, exactly. oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it is kind of cool. And the corrosion one's kind of fun, but I think that's sort of on the nose. But the just knowing that someone's read definitely read Ghost Walk, hasn't he? Because yeah. he's Ghost Slayer, oh. Blood Curse of the Exorcist. You can choose one so creature you see thirty feet of you that is charmed or frightened, or which is under possession, effect and there's no longer charmed, frightened, or possession. A creature that charmed, frightened, or possessed the target takes also three d six psychic damage. And must succeed a wisdom saving throw. It will be stunned until the end of your yeah, next turn. That amplification of that one is pretty yeah. damn good. That is cool. That's so cool. Then Someone you charms a- your friend. Yeah. You're like so they cut. So you could, the DM goes like dominate person on your character, and then you just go blood curse of the exorcist, and you're like amplify, and they're like <laughs> taking damage. I think if we were ever doing that game of the Blood Hunter, you have to say, you yeah. have to say amplify like that. Amplify. You have, you, <laughs> I just, you have to do it like in character, like quick, get my. Instead of I like to rage, it's just amplify. amplify. Yeah, roll, roll the, yeah, the <laughs> Hemocraft dice, like yeah, amplify. amplify. Six damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I quite like that one. Again, so that one and the previous one, the Curse mm. of, uh, of Corrosion, which I'm sure we'll come back to, is those yeah. are. Level 15 prerequisites of certain yes, orders as well, which I, which I like actually. I think because they're so mm-hmm. flavorsome, it's good. And yeah, yeah, like you said, that idea that somebody's possessing your friend and you realize mm. and you can stun that creature. And so like, fun. again, that sort of idea like, come back to us, Mary. Please yeah. come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go towards the light. Yeah, yeah no, but it's. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's really good because it's, it's like, it's a really clever, it's just a really clever idea of like realizing this blood magic is sort of like going, traveling back through space and not in just a simple counterspell sort of way in a very like uh, what's the word it's, I'm looking for it's, it's, kind of... it's like almost it's manipulating the magic to a level we don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. really comprehend and I just I like that yeah the fact that because I as far as I'm aware there's only I don't even know how you would get rid of possessing uh, yeah. somebody without yeah. actually knocking that person unconscious as yeah, far exactly. as I'm, sh- I'm sure there must be a way to do it and I'm, it's like I don't know get out a restoration spell. probably a restoration yeah, spell must probably, be or it? something right but like but yeah. this, this is actually damaging the creature that's yeah. taking you know if, if they're inside I like it. rather than the, the shell yeah exactly and it kind of just makes that something that is very much like okay charming a lot of people can't be charmed like uh, elves uh, etc but will they have advantage or can they not I can't remember if they have advantage they have any advantage on charms uh, yes the fey ancestry yeah that's yes, it something like that, yeah. but it's still even then that's the only thing that really kind of gets against it but mm-hmm. at least it's something that just goes beyond which is really cool oh, really cool the blood curse of exposure Reaction to weaken its resilience. So until the end of the target's next turn, it loses resistance to all the damage types dealt by the triggering attack or spell. Mm. So you can just basically, something's got a, 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 a resistance to a damage type. Mm-hmm. You do the attack to it, which is, does fire damage. Usually it's yeah. resistant to fire damage. Not anymore. Done. Yeah. Fire damage yeah. or like a, any, any, I wonder, again, <clears throat> would you make it so... This is where would you be like slashing damage from a non-magical weapon, or is yeah. that too? Is that I don't know if that's too specific, perhaps. But I, I, I again, I, that was in my head. It was like, yeah. oh, it's the only way we can get it is through piercing damage. Everyone, get yeah. your arrows out. Exactly. Um, 
I like the amplify on that one. It says it's, mm. uh, instead loses invulnerability to a damage. That um, is fun. But and but then a... has that, re- but then has that resistances to those damage until the end of its next turn. Yeah. So, so it basically turns an invulnerability into a resistance, which to something like like a fire elemental you know like there's such a good role play moment for that sort of like <gasps> fire elemental <laughs> you throw fire in it, it's kind of like oh yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i'm burning how does this work hate this like, yeah <laughs> like sort of flavor it that you sort of like ice cool it or something like that you actually oh. start to cool its body form down or something and then you hit it with fire yeah i, yeah. I kind of like that yeah, it could be again. It'd be an interesting one to play out in combat. Mm. I'd like to see that one done in combat because that'll be that's just a really interesting one. That I do. Mm. Yeah, you're using that resistances and and invulnerabilities yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I really like that one. The um, next one is the really boring one that I chose and used all the time because it was the most because because it just was so like you couldn't not use it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When you were going through and you were thinking like all these other ones are really cool when you've got more than one. Yes. But when you yes. only have one, the eyeless is the best, I'd yes. say. Because I, I completely agree. A creature you see within 30 feet, you can use your action to roll one Hemocraft die and subtract the number rolled from the creature's attack roll. You can choose to use this feature after the creature's roll, but before the DM determines whether the attack hits or misses. The creature is immune to this curse if it's immune to the blinded condition. And then the Amplify, you apply this curse to all the creature's attack rolls until the end of the creature's turn. You roll separately for each attack. So it's just like... Rolling constantly. You're rolling D4 off every one of their attacks, which is really... Which is just the best At low levels, that's really helpful. You know, you can negate... Mm. I, I guess would you negate a critical hit from that? I think you would because you're like, yeah. oh no, yep, roll it off. Yeah, exactly. I, so I, it I think was it's a great one. I think it's a, it is a really good one, and it it just um that it really was just a, your reaction as well. That's a really yes. yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. So it was yeah, it's just like it didn't get in the way of anything else you're using. You can use it as a reaction. So I had that one, and also it was just like as you said, when you're at low levels, one attack can take someone out. So being able to stop multiple attacks at low level mm. is so much better. Yeah. Like I don't know, I think so. Yeah, for, for a one d four damage to you, and yes. then being able to do that for all of that creature's attacks for that end of that turn, yeah. that's pretty useful. You, I mean, again, you'd have to. I guess you'd do it every single. Oh uh, yeah, well, you've to- amplified it. You only amplify it once. Yeah, you oh yes, you do. That's true. Mm, yeah. Interesting. And also, yeah, so it's kind of like I think that's pretty good. Ah, it's pretty good. I quite like that one. I will say I quite like this next one. <laughs> I think yes. we're, I know, we're always like, I can't like all of these yeah. things. Um but good. the curse of the fallen puppet. Yeah. So you can use your reaction to instill that creature with a final act of aggression when it drops to zero hit points. The creature immediately makes one weapon attack against the target of its choice within its range. Mm. To amplify it, it moves up to half its speed and you grant a bonus to its attack roll equal to your modifier. So that idea is like, you know, it gets hit by something and it goes, no. And then you, it horribly ring style, ring girl style, runs up to someone, stabs it with an extra bit, and then it goes, Oh. <laughs> and yeah. then balls open themselves. It's really good if you oh. know you're going to be like fighting uh, hordes of things, like or things with like yes. multiple. Like it's a really good because then you know someone falls on their team on the you know the bad the bad guys team, and then they like just do a stab to their neighboring player, mm-hmm. neighboring character. You know, creature is kind of was quite good really. I never got to 18, so I never got to get this because I was a lichen, but. The blood curse of the howl. As an action, you unleash a blood curdling howl. Each creature within 30 feet you can hear must succeed on a wisdom saving or become frightened of you until the end of your next turn. If it fails the saving throw by five or more, it is stunned while stunned. fighting this way. Creature that exceeds on its own is immune for 24 hours. You can choose any number of creatures you see to be unaffected by the howl. Thank as well. God, because otherwise everyone's frightened of you. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, but then again, like when you have the necrotic shroud by mm. as an Asimar, mm. that you can't choose who doesn't get affected by that, which mm. is kind of annoying. Okay. And the ranger's curse can be increased to 60 feet. I guess by the, the thing for me, because this is a level 18 requisite. Mm. How often is a creature going to fail more than five? I guess it depends on yeah. what you're doing. I guess I think it may be crowd control, perhaps. So you're, mm. you're going into the battle and you're like, okay, getting yeah. rid of the minions, brah, but they're going to have less ones. Yeah. So yeah, the big boss is not. It's probably going to save against it, or he's going to use mm. a legendary resistance for this. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the only thing I thought. It's like this is such a high yeah. level that it's unlikely. I know, I know, it's like fails it by five or more. And so I'm thinking, yeah, you're going in, you're clearing out the minions first for this one. I mean, it's a great one. I love it, but I just was like, oh, that stunning effect's really cool. But ha- is that going to happen a lot when you're level eighteen <laughs> against another, like, um, I say, tier mm. three character? Possibly not. Yeah. I don't know. I also think frightened is is interesting. The stun's much better, and it would I be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It, I think it would be nice if the amplify was the frightened becomes stunned. Yeah, I agree. Like because you're always going to run into things anyway. Like this yeah. sixty feet thing is like so what? Like, yeah. like yeah. really, what you're playing at? If you're playing in a sixty foot thing, they're not coming to you in the nat round anyway. Agree, probably actually. and attacking. Yeah, they're, they're, so. They're, they're, yeah, because yeah, again, if they're going to affect creatures that are like, like I'm thinking minion style, yeah. mook style, they're probably not going to. They're going to run up, dash, and then that's it. They're, they're kind of stuck. Yeah. They're not going to. So you might. You've got another turn to do it. So sixty feet is not useful. But, yeah. I agree. I think I. I would like to try that to change that that amplify to from frightened to stunned and see what happens. Which you can do. Yeah, which you can do because that's, <laughs> that's you can do, part of it's the game. Stuff. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. The marked one's quite good. It's a bit like Hunted Mark. Uh, you can mark a creature that you can see within 30 feet. At the end of your turn, whether you hit the cursed creature with a weapon for which you have an active Crimson Rite, which we'll come on to later, mm-hmm. you roll an additional, basically, damage die when determining the extra damage on the right. If you amplify it, the next attack roll you make against said creature has advantage. That yeah. is good. To use your curse in the mark, though, you have to do more damage to yourself to get a Crimson Rite, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is quite... A, if you're doing the amplify... You're doing quite a lot of damage, but if you want to make, you're going to do heck, you're going to do some damage to yourself. So if you're, let's say, level five, doing 1d6 damage, that could be 2d6 that you roll in order to add 2d6 to your next attack yeah. to them, mm-hmm. but with advantage. With on advantage. Your so it's, it's quite a payoff. You've just got to hope. It's really, it's rollies. <laughs> it's, it's rollies, it's, yeah. It's rollies. It's, it's dice for dice, and you just got to hope that your dice are higher when you hit yeah. them than when you hit it's, yourself. I will say this class, like the whole idea of like risking it for you to have that payoff is an yeah. interesting one. I yeah. Again, for me, I'm like, well, I'm not so sure. Because that's the thing with barbarians, right? It's like, oh, yeah. I rage and I get half everything, but I get, you know, I get hit by other things yeah. more and all that sort of thing. Here it's like, I'm hurting myself for the hope that, <laughs> that yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one. I guess, I guess if, if it's you like the risk taker and you like, yeah, you yeah. go and try it. Whereas I'm a bit like, I don't know if I'd like that. If I say. But that's why if you're playing the Lycan, then you are taking half damage. Yes. Kind of, you, those, that's, but, that, but that's when it becomes funny because you don't take half damage from your Crimson right. No. You can't, so, can't be reduced in any way. Yeah. yeah. So what you sacrificing damage to stop them causing damage to you doesn't mm-hmm. become that important, really. So you want to do so actually it doesn't matter so much then because you would do damage to yourself because they're not going to do that much damage. So you just want to do more damage to them. Does that make sense? I guess. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because yeah. I read the document as well. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry, people at home. It will make sense. It will make sense. It. Read the document first. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the muddled mind, which is 
that is concentrated spell, it features require the creature has disadvantage next constitution saving throw to maintain so could, concentration. Could, yeah, so that again, it was really good. If you mm. you know someone's going to about to hit the wizard with something, and you're like, quick, I'm going to make sure they get disadvantage on that concentration saving throw because mm. that means suddenly, oh, that big spell they're holding. It's gone now because uh, yeah. you uh, quite. Like or they've that. banished your friend, or yeah. something like that, or mm-hmm. they've done something like uh, incapacitated someone, and then they, you know, they've got like a low wisdom, mm-hmm. and so them being able to save a wisdom saving throw is going to take a nat twenty or something like that because mm-hmm. they've got like a minus three or something, and then it's a high level spell or something. Yeah. The amplifier and... is interesting on this as well because it says like mm-hmm. then on all constitution saving throws made to maintain concentration to the end of your next turns. That idea, yeah. like if they do pass it, you're like. No, keep hitting the person. They're yeah, just keep hitting them because we just—they they might just fail their yeah. concentration, and it just—it's just another way around a problem that we're talking about, which I think is kind of cool, really. Mm, I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like yeah. that debuffer. Last but not least, you go for this one. It's, oh, it's the Soul Eater. Yeah, it's got Soul Eater because <laughs> it's definitely a, it's another Fiona Styley. <laughs> yes, this is like this has got Fiona all over it. So yeah, I, yeah. I quite like. I will say I do quite like the Order of Profane Soul. Uh, so yeah, when uh, this is a requisite for that, so level eighteen, uh, when a creature that isn't a construct or undead is reduced to zero pit points within thirty feet of you, you can use your reaction to offer their life energy to your patron in exchange <laughs> for power uh, until unlimited the end of power. power. Uh, <laughs> you got to do that. You got to do that. <laughs> like that. Um, exactly. Until the end of your next turn, you make attacks with advantage, and you have resistance to all damage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is so good. And then the amplifier is like, oh, and you also get a spell slot back. And you're like, I don't care about that. I am just, I have eaten the magic mushroom and, and yeah. I'm on the Mario Kart Rainbow Road. I'm like, six seconds of just like, that is so good. I love that. I was wondering where you're going with the magic mushroom there for a minute. And then I realized where you're at. That's why my star. It's not the star. Someone's not played Mario Kart in a long time. So you can tell. But we'll say, once you've amplified, Amplified that curse, you can't. Uh, you must finish a long rest before you can amplify it again. But the yeah. fact is, you again, if you get to that higher levels and you yeah. you can you can use it. Was it four times, five times? Mm. You could use this one over and over and over again. <laughs> and the idea that you're just always resistant, like. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. just keep popping the stars <sighs> yeah yeah. So yeah i i yeah i think so you've got those 12 in total you can yeah. learn up to five and you can mm. use them for i think it's four four-ish times it's fun it is, it fun. is fun i i yeah love it i also like having more to do and this is why they're good that's mm-hmm. the thing like i like with rogues is they have more to do in a round so you just have a lot to, to more choices right yeah, yeah. Choices. And then i guess that's the thing as well it can get overwhelming when we get onto like the crimson right because when mm. i was going through the rest of the class features i was like right which one does this refer to so obviously the blood magic stuff is i i would mm. actually put that as something so separate compared mm. to the the crimson right stuff which it will go on to now after that you get fighting style which is that where you can get that dueling yeah. or great weapon fighting or yeah. you know, the fighter stuff which is this is where it's how you do your fighting bit i guess mm-hmm. but yeah crimson rights there's six choices you've got in this and it's what you say yeah. you invoke a right of hemocraft that infuses your weapon strikes with the elemental energy as a bonus action you can activate any right you know on one weapon you're holding and the effect of that right lasts until you finish a short or long rest so again if it feels very warlock like you mm. have you can get it back sooner if you just need a quick nap between encounters <laughs> But yeah, so this is the thing we were talking about, that you, when you activate a right, you take necrotic damage equal to one of your rolls of your Hemocraft die. And that mm. starts off quite small at like 1d4, but then obviously increases over levels. And yeah. it says, yeah, 
this damage cannot be reduced in any way. So you, if you roll really high, you're like, oh, okay, fine, fine, I've yeah. got this. And but it yes, does last a long time, which is very it good. It does. And y- yeah, you don't need concentration on it. It's not like you're going to no. drop it or anything like that. What I do love is that when you make your attacks now, because you've imbued this weapon, whether it's that your bow mm. or whether it's a sword, it means that your attacks are now magical. So automatically, you know, they're not non-magical weapons. That's amazing. Yeah, it and is then, really good. And that's that second level as well. It's a bit of a payoff there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you get damage uh, equal to one roll of your Hemocraft die determined by the chosen right. And you've got six overall. Mm-hmm. But again, three of them, three of them uh, require you to be level 14. <laughs> so, you know, that makes sense. But you've got ones like, you know, flames and fire, frozen, cold, storm, mm-hmm. lightning, dead, the right of the dead, which is necrotic damage. The right of the oracle, so psychic damage, and mm. the right of the roar, <sighs> which is thunder. It also it also says that like, you can only have one right active at any one time. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other creatures can't benefit from your right. It's not like you give me your weapon. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Next one. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And you get one at the beginning. Two at seventh and three at fourteenth, mm. and at fourteenth is when you can only at fourteenth can you use the dead, the oracle, and the raw ones, which is kind of interesting. I guess thunder damage is less things are resistant to it. And I would assume so. Yeah, I think they don't want you to take yeah. <laughs> like two of the higher ones, a necrotic and psychic, and yeah. fire. You know, they want I know, you to I have just the basic ones. Necrotic when I was in the oh, level. I, I know. To be edgy. <laughs> it's, it's so cool, right? And you want to be lightning sense. and thunder. You want to go. I'm gonna light. You know, gonna hit them with lightning, and then when you have and a then, say, not thunder. <laughs> I've got it now. Quickly, just looking at the rest of them. So obviously, mm. ability score improvements, mm-hmm. same as usual. Uh, you get an extra yep. attack at level five. Always fun. Love, yeah, love an extra attack. Brand of. How do you say this Castigation. Word? Castigation. There you go. I'm glad somebody mm. else said it. <laughs> so this idea is that when you damage a creature with a weapon that you've got that crimson right portal, one of those elemental things we just talked about, you channel the Hemocraft magic to sear a brand into that creature. No action required. It just happens. Mm. Um, you always know the direction the branded creature is as long as it's on the same plane as you. Further, each time the branded creature does damage to you or a creature you see within five feet of you, it takes psychic damage equal to that of your Hemocraft modifier. So again, very cool. Like this is just again like an, another sort of hunter's mark sort of mm. idea to it, but reversed. Um, yeah. It's like stop it, stop hitting yourself, stop yeah. hitting yourself. It can be dispelled with a dispel magic, and it's treated mm. as a spell. So yeah. I like that. I quite like that that idea that it's it's not just mm. a feature. It is actually magic, and so there is with that comes with oh the consequences of that. So it can mm. be dispelled and could be counterspelled presumably that part it's of it. bloody good it's a really good thing because you just add that to your main encounter person that you're fighting you if you're in a big battle you've got your crimson right activated anyway you're going to do mm. that you might even do it before the battle so you've had a time to even you know have someone like heal you up <laughs> or something yeah. like that yeah. back to maximum then you go into the battle and then you've um yeah you just kind of you've got what's a, if your hemocraft die is at, if you're at high level 1d8 just 1d8 every time they attack anyone and cause damage. Brutal. That's just taken from them. Brutal. Like if you're playing a, a fighting an Oni, that basically dis- takes away their 10 that, hit point. Yeah, that regeneration stuff. Regeneration yeah. spell. So that just like undoes that or something. But it's, yeah, it's, it could be really beneficial. Like it's really that. good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Then we've got Grim Psychometry. 
I will say this is my Fiona favorite. Uh, so this mm. idea that you you get like um, uh, an object, you have this super supernatural talent for discovering secrets surrounding and mysterious relics or places touched by evil. So you do the sort of um, this is my design, the sort of uh, Hannibal mm. Lecter type thing where with, with Will and you just like imagining things because you're so empathetic with the situation. Yes, yeah. Oh, just the I, I I mean I love that when I watch Hannibal, but I just I just thought that's just really cool that you can you can see things that other people can't mm. because of the way the magic has worked and yeah at the dm's discretion a suitably high role might cause your character to experience brief visions of the past connected to the object or location yeah. there's a as a book which i again forget the name of the author zoo city it was called and this idea that the person that had magic loads of other things in it but they could see somebody and they could see they've lost something there's all mm. these threads coming off from someone and they would have to focus and then pick the thread and then follow to where it was so they found lost wallets all that sort of thing but then they could oh, find right. lost people as well oh, as i did cool. following threads and oh it was a good it was a really good book it really stayed with me but laura mm. burks it was laura laura oh, burks, okay. it was what she was called next one sounds like something that again very fiona dark augmentation this <laughs> is all so fiona isn't it so me yeah. i can't i'm so surprised when i said like that you I hadn't played it. one or yeah, used I like because i think i was like i'm just so very sheltered lovely. i'm so very sheltered when it comes yeah. to indie classes you should try this class next i think we're gonna a lot of barbarians as well I think I you'd be on the right I think you'd be on the right path for it And I think you'd have a lot of fun I think so, so, so yeah. yeah, this dark augmentation You you permanently reinforce your resilience So mm. you have a bonus to strength, dexterity And constitution saving throws And your speed increases by five feet Yeah, oh, Always fun yeah. And that's at 10th yeah. level as well That's pretty good yeah. that's, that's like an equivalent of having an ability modifier Half yeah. your increase for three yeah. of them Really good. Exactly. Ooh, a speed like increase by five feet is great as well. Actually, it is a, it is a good because it. Oh, if you've already, it makes you thirty five feet to seventy feet, which just makes a big difference. I think when you're when you're when you're when you're, when you're, when you're if you're dashing, that's seventy yeah. feet and all that. If, if you're yeah. dashing. <laughs> Sorry. If you're dashing, if you're dashing, <laughs> if you're a dashing gent, hello, <laughs> <Sorry. Hello. laughs> back to we're back to our voices from the beginning. Hello, again. hello, hello. Oh. Those are dashing. The next one, brand of tethering. Mm. So this is the psychic damage of brand of castigation increases to twice your heated craft modifier minimum mm-hmm. two. Additionally, a branded creature can't take the dash action. And if it attempts to teleport or leave its current blade by any means, it takes 46 psychic Six. damage and must, must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failure, the attempt to teleport or leave the plane fails. fails. And that teleports Evil. the next spell. Evil. You're like, yeah. no, no, no. You're not going anywhere. Also, oh. banish it. Mm-hmm. If you just banish it, that is trying to leave its current plane by any means. So you can banish it and it takes 46 psychic damage that's, yeah. and then that's it has to evil. save it has to even save to see if it can get banished that's cool. i like that i, I like that. that i like that a lot yeah i think that's a really cool like yeah you could properly it's almost like a cat playing with a it's, yeah, yeah it is exactly that's that you say i'm evil that's evil <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> on the home stretch for the class yeah. features. so we've got hardened soul you gain advantage on saving pros against being charmed and frightened yeah makes sense because <laughs> you are frightening Maybe you're very um, charming as well. Like I, again, I like this idea of like this very wolfish type creature. That's mm. you. You have all those stuff like Red Riding Hood in my head as well. Mm. I, it makes sense. You're like I can see through everyone's deceptions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice fucking try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like that. Mm. Again, twentieth level though. Another disappointing twentieth level, I which agree. is a common feature with I the indie. I think they panic. 
and they go, oh. I think they do, yeah. And it's like, no, literally just do everything you want to do at level 20 because, like, whenever I've made a sub, it's like level 20, I just go, chuck everything at it now because yeah. you're if you get there you bloody deserve, you deserve to be like, a god no, right hardly anyone gets to like final level 20 like yeah. right you're having yeah. fun stuff we're breaking games yeah that this means is DM can the, yeah. be like okay let's get out the high level monsters let's go yeah. you know exactly so i think upon retreat your mastery of blood magic reaches height mitigating your sacrifice and empowering your expertise so once per turn whatever a blood hunter feature requires you to roll a hemocraft die to take damage on yourself you can re-roll the die and use either roll so you gain you roll at advantage so yeah that's, oh. that's an extra so you get two like two d10s get yeah. the higher number you take the lower okay. number even sorry you take the lower number sorry don't you because it's whatever you're like oh yeah it's the yeah so you get the sorry oh, but you can use you can use either roll so yeah, yeah so exactly. if you're, you're hurting your if you're, if you're, hurting, if you're hurting yourself you can go lower oh. and if you're attacking someone you can go higher it's kind of what yeah so which yeah. that makes sense it does make yeah. sense but i would be like oh, i i would you know what i'd have said what? You don't take any damage from any of the. Yeah. You, that's what I'd say. Or you regain hit points equal to your Hemocraft die. Yeah. Like you regenerate. So there's something else. There's something else yeah. that has to happen, I think. Yeah. I, I feel I, also I, you should be able to turn people into blood puddles. <laughs> like that's what I'd say. <laughs> like if you. Your you know, whole turn is blood puddle, the curse of the blood puddle. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it'd be like, you know, like um, there's a feature when it's like you attack something. Is it power word kill? So power word kill, if they're under a certain level or a thing, yes. they just die instantly. They just die instantly. Yeah. I would say like you have the ability if they're under level CR rating five or below. So you can use this ability to use one hemocraft eye to basically turn them into blood puddles. Yeah, I think like use expend one of your. Sorry for the term blood puddle. I know. I, I think it's a great thing. I, th- I think actually rather than a hema uh, hemocraft die because obviously you yeah. don't have a, a pool of those. It's just it yeah. happens. I think yeah. expend the use of your blood malefit so you you can have you do it up to yes. five times. Yes. Yeah, okay. Blood puddle, fine. Blood yeah, puddle, puddle, yeah puddle. exactly. <laughs> Or you could just use your blood. Yeah, you get like a, a right of the yeah right of yeah. blood puddle. I don't know. Right or some like, puddle. but something super like or like you can I, cause just some serious damage somehow. Like you can you can your, double your the, crimson the, right. The blood curse of internal organs combusting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just yeah. Or like Organ I think donation. your crimson right is like you just double all damage to to crimson right. Yeah. So like you just double your dice or something. I don't know. Feels I don't like know. It. I don't know. It, I agree. And like yeah. Additionally, whenever you score a critical hit with a weapon uh, you have an active uh, a crimson, a crimson rifle, right yeah. you gain one of the blood maledicts back by the way you right. if you play this you're going to get those mixed up so I, many times I've all, i was reading it through that's why i had to read it through several times i'm like why is what's going on so crimson yeah, right blood maledict like they've both got red on them they, like, they've got blood in them like i know there's a theme i get it they're blood there hunters, is a theme. but they can i feel like this just should be something. The Crimson Rite is a cool name. I think the Blood Maledict is a hard word to say. Blood I, I, I had to double check how to say Maledict. It's got some assonance in there, hasn't it? I guess Malad and Blood. And so, like, I think it would be better if that was something like Blood. I think it was just called Curses. The Blood Curse. Yeah, Blood Curse. Why is that to be the maledict? I it think it's, be... people are, it's flavoursome stuff, isn't it? It's, yeah, I feel... I, if it's you just, people if it was called who don't need Crimson Rite and Blood Curse, <laughs> I would know, I would never get them mixed up because the yes. Blood Curse is when you curse something, yeah. the Crimson Rite is when I... When, I when I'm, I'm, my, I'm blessing yeah. my blade. When with... I'm like, Blood Maledict, is that the one where I yeah. put the cur- thing on my... I, yeah. I so. had the exact same thing when I was reading it as well, so I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't just me being very silly. I'm going, <laughs> I, I find it really hard to understand the differences. Um, <laughs> No, definitely. When I was playing, I was like, I'm going to use my... Cri- uh, Hang on. The, the, the cursy one. That's what I'm going to do. Cursy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Like, it's just All to right. round off the episode because I appreciate yes. it. We're nearly out of time, really. We are. There are four different yes. orders of blood hunters. There's the order of the ghost slayer, the order of the lichen, the yeah. order of the mutant, and then mm. the order of the profane soul. And yeah. so we've you've talked briefly about the the lichen stuff. So what yeah. what is it that if you could summarize it, we'd say in two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. What the order of the lichen is. Like, what, basic, what, what did you like about it? What I liked about it. Well, I wanted to be Wolverine, so yeah. I wanted to be a wolfy person. And so it's basically you get the ability, uh, the curse of like lycanthropy, and you yeah. but you get the ability. To through the order of the lichen, they have been able to be able to manipulate and manage their lycanthropy rather than it being a transformation that occurs only yeah. on a full moon. However, you can play it that on a full moon, you cannot control it. You get heightened senses, you get to transform at third level basically into a werewolf for an hour. So it's yeah. a rage action on a bonus action for an hour. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, let's go, let's fight. <laughs> You turn into uh, into rage up. You turn into uh, you get feral might. So you get strength, super strength. You just get more strength. You get more AC, bonus AC. You get predatory strike. So you can do your crimson right on your on strike. So yes, I had flaming. I was a flaming fist with a as a bloody with like you do your wolverine. You go shik shik shik. Yes, exactly. But with fire and fire wolverine. Okay, I felt so cool. You get resistance to all damage from non-magical attacks, yeah. uh, unless they're s- silvered weapons, obviously, and uh, bludging, piercing, slashing. So you're like a rage feature, so which is great. So you just get right in the front. You've got flaming fists, and you just like beat the crap out of things. It's yeah. great fun. And if you've got two weapon fighting, pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, and with extra attack, it's even better. So then, blood, but bloodlust though is your only yes. thing. You must make a DC eight wisdom saving throw or move directly toward the nearest creature and use the attack action if you've been hit whilst you've got half less than half your hit point. Yeah, back. so if you're, if you're bloodied, I guess is the old-fashioned term. Yeah. That. So I love that idea that you go into frenzy mode and you mm. can't control it. It's that idea that you just keep going, keep going. Because you, like you said, you're going to be in the middle of the mm. fight. You're going to be fighting everyone. You you are mm. Fire Wolverine. And then you're like, oh no, it's now, it, it's not just going to be... It's taken over. And then yeah, you fight whatever's near you. And yeah, that could be your friends, yeah. But you actually get, though, to make an extra attack. So it's actually kind of good because you get a bonus attack, an extra attack. So if you make sure you're not near any of your friends, which you're not going to be doing, you're going to be at the front and you surround yourself with people. You just want to you want to fail that save. And if you've got a rage feature, you have to fail the save. Mm -hmm. So if you are a barbarian and you've got the rage, you can just like spam hit things. It's actually like an additional attack. I I feel it could be very broken very quickly. Like you you will having all of your turns and then be like, is it my go yet? No, I'm still doing all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I I I do quite like that. And like, yeah, if you're looking for a werewolf type, hunter type thing, like it's inflicted some way. I think order of the like can yeah uh, exactly okay and like you said it could be werewolf but it could be wear anything you could be a oh werewolf. it can be wear anything yes it could be a wear rat, rat. yeah oh, I don't like that I really don't like that I feel like rats really silly but anyway that's that's for another time yeah, cool. <laughs> for another time for me I just want to quickly shout out Ghost Slayer as you pointed out off yeah. podcast this is a Fiona favorite clearly <laughs> going to be the favorite. Yes, uh, it was that, between the pro- if they didn't have the ghost, it'd be profane soul. But then yes. I was like, it's got ghosts. In the I do like I do like the mutant one as well. So again, the the, yeah. the ghost slayer one is basically it's it's a it's a ghost hunter. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna fight things, and most of the stuff is gonna be more damaging to undead or things that have ghostly walk in it, which I quite like. Mm. You gain obviously loads of things, and I I like the idea that yeah. you can 
uh, so on level 18, you can protect your fading light by reabsorbing the energy you feed your weapons. So if you have one or more crimson rights and you're reduced to zero hit points, but don't die outright, you could just cancel all of those and come back to one hit point. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. You're just like, yeah. death won't have me yet. That's pulling that back out. Uh, yeah. the, or- the Order of the Mutants, so I kind of mentioned before, I, no, I didn't yes. mention it on the recording. This is, for me, this is the artificer type class, this idea that you're brewing yeah. concoctions and you're like, mm. this will make me better. It's a protein shake. There's a, it's there's way a- too, this is like, this for me though, I was like, it sounds so cool, but there's okay, a lot this is a lot to remember because <laughs> yeah. on top of the maledict thing it's like oh, now I've got mutagens I've got to got use mutagens yes yeah, so this idea that you you come up with these formulas and you can have early on you can only create one per short mm. and long rest and then it goes all the way up mm. to three so it's not too bad but then mm. the, you have to use them before your short or long rest next time so otherwise they go in hurt so you're like okay mm. I've it's like preparing spells like okay this will be perfect for this fight oh balls and then yeah. I will say the mutagen, the mutagens stuff. They're interesting because you have a bonus and then a negative as well. So like you could be really good at strength stuff, but then you're terrible at dexterity stuff. And so yeah. all of those are really interesting. There's have you ever heard of celerity before? Celerity? I have never heard of that no. word before. Because I'm not. <laughs> there's a word that came out there, and I was like, "What is celer- celerity? What is celery? What is celerity? Yeah, it's the <laughs> dexterity. That's the dexterity one. So that increases by yeah. three, but then mm. you have disadvantage on wisdom saving throws. And yeah, oh, they all come with the sort of advantage disadvantage advantage so yeah. like alluring I love. I love that you're idea because you're, you're still sort of um you're trying to put it together you're like oh, yeah this will work oh it needs better testing my insides uh, yeah. hurt I'm yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> also they don't give flying until 11th level so I thought you'd appreciate that I well. did I, I was like yeah very very good <laughs> and then and then finally finally uh order of the profane soul so this is where you are bargaining it with other like ancient fiends and cruel magic mm. so this is where i was thinking you're john constantine's you know mm. you're you're battling with the devils and demons and stuff like that and you have this other patron that's sort of giving you this stuff so again that warlock mm. levels there here you get pack magic and this idea that you know you get other spells and depending on which patron you have it gives some some suggestions mm. for it, all the way from arch fade all the way down to uh the undying all, all these different ones well you can get from picking them you can get mm. a certain spell you know again if you cast the mystic frenzy it's level seven you if you cast a cantrip you can immediately make mm. one weapon attack always quite cool i like that as a bonus action and yeah, yeah it's i obviously we've rushed through those ones because there's so much to yeah. talk about with it. I think it's very important the blood curses are the interesting mm. things that's the ones you're going to be using most of the rest of it is just flavors but yeah. I think from that those orders they cover a lot you've got your ghosts you've got your werewolves you've got your god entity stuff and then you've mm. got your Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde which I yes. absolutely love and oh. I would be like that sounds lots of fun but again like you yeah. said a lot of admin to make sure you a lot get of everything admin. And exactly right. I think the profane soul ones are freaking cool ghost slayer is very much the one on one I was like that's only going to work if you've got a particular if you're going to do curse of strata or something particular to that sort of style mutant is like okay if you want to manage a lot of stuff good for you i think lycan <laughs> lycan and profane soul is the one that i want that i'd go for basically you like Sorry. admin this is the class for you this is the class for you if you like, uh, a good, you like a good excel spreadsheet you'll you'll love the order you'll, of the mutant no it's you'll good love this you love this that's right <laughs> Hamilton, thank you so yes. much. I know we whistled through the end ones there, but I, I yes. guess, honestly, I, we need to do like a one-on-one one-shot and we need oh, to do yeah. Hunters. Let's do we, it. Yeah, let's do it. I wait, wait. We, at the, well, we are at the end of a season. We are. Yes, yes, yes. So maybe we, can we do should it. do that. 
Yes, we should, we should do we should that do, yeah, as let's a special. Do it. Let's do it. We'll we'll often organize times very quickly to do it. But yes, let's do yeah. it. That'll be so much fun. I would love to do that. Who's going to DM? Do we get someone else to DM? We could, or we could we could do that whole thing where it's like, okay, I'm now going to take it, and uh, you know, like a back and forth DM sort of thing. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't tell them at home. Don't, don't, don't tell them. them don't tell them at home. We'll definitely okay. do that. But I know because yes. I'm running out of time. Because you need to go off, and I, I probably yes. have to go do some editing. Yes. Hamilton, <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm doing <laughs> Dragon's Jewel. I'm doing Dragon's Jewel. I'm about to record something for it now. We had a big break. Well, on Monday, twenty eighth, we had uh, episode eight come out. Our party then jumped the Feywild, so I'm about to record our Feywild special now. But that won't actually come out for a while because we're going to see what's happened to the other half of the people who are in the darkest timeline, who are inside the weird red orb. If anyone listens to it, they don't like me by that, and we'll see what's happening with them. So yeah, yeah. that's. I'm. That's I'm, I'm. I know we can't say what you're going to do in the Feywild, but I am very, very excited when you yes. told me off. It. I was like, ah. So very, well, very if you've listened to our Feywild. Adventures in this podcast, you may recognize some of the things. Yeah. <laughs> but we that's go. all we'll say on this in case it, this episode doesn't come out before then. So, anyway. exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, and I will quickly end, yes. end off by where? saying, Where? Who? What? Where? <laughs> where? <laughs> okay, that needs to be your we're, new intro. We're song. getting very Who, giddy. What? Where? where? We're getting very giddy because I'm desperately trying to finish this podcast. <laughs> like, you can go, but we're just having too much fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who, what, where? I run What Am I Rolling, which is a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. We do lots of different RPGs. It's going very well. Long Haul 983 will be out now, I think, when this Yay. episode comes out. Yay! Hopefully uh, Numenera will be out. I've done Paranoia. <laughs> yay! Those things are happening. <laughs> I'm just going to say yay after everything. It's all fun stuff. If you love role-playing games that aren't necessarily D&D, but maybe, you know, you hey, at some point, maybe we'll play The Witcher RPG, if that's any different to all of the things we've just talked about in, in the last hour yeah. about Bloodhunters. Finally, finally, we've got a, an offer code off at, D, at DMBC. This is what happens when you move too fast. <laughs> Go we've too fast. We've got an offer code. You can slow at, down. It's a little bit. Third Space Gaming. Okay, that's too far. <laughs> okay. We've got an offer code at Third Space Gaming, your friendly local game store in Burnley. Um, you type in DMBC, got to do the hand gestures, DMBC yeah. into checkout to get 10% off your first order, which could be anything could be terrain could be books if you want that brand new pre-order for the uh, journeys through the radiant radiant citadel because mm. let's face it we've talked about it last week but it's a very very beautiful yeah. alt cover go yes. do that there it's very pretty go support them and, and it's gonna be pretty awesome i think it's generally. gonna be i i'm i'm excited again we're gonna we'll go do our own review on it when that happens yes. and i'm sure we'll have to run a one shot at some point with that yes. as well all fun future plan stuff but Thank you so much for listening to season three. I can't season believe we got to the end. I know. How many episodes that we've done now? I can't believe it. I did a whole season. 22 plus bonus Whoa. episodes. It's very exciting. Thank you so much for everyone for coming and listening. And thank again, thank you, Hamilton, for joining me on this yes. sort of thing. You're not being fired. I realise as I said that, you're like, go away now. Yes, <laughs> go away because I'm fighting other people. No, not at all, not at all. But until next time, because hopefully soon we'll be back with season four with even season more four. reviews and stuff. But until Ooh. next time, see you on the flip side of the season. See you on the flip side of the season. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Oh, I nearly left the meeting. <laughs> <laughs>